Are you good? Yes. Are you nervous? Yes. Are you really? <laughs> yes. I, mean, I don't like being on camera. <laughs> I'm not looking over there. I'm looking at you. Yes? Yeah. Okay. So we're fine. Conversation I can do. We're just having a conversation. Okay. Rest of them. Rest of them. Okay. All right. So for editing, yes. take, put four fingers in front of your face. Like this? Four. four. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Okay. okay. Like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And count back from four. Okay. Four. Three. Yeah. Two. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Okay. All Let right. You're not ready. Okay. I gotta make sure. Okay, so at the very start, where am I looking? I'm looking at you or I'm looking over there? Either one. <laughs> I need some direction. Okay. Just <laughs> both. Okay. Address me, then address the camera. Just like, hi. <laughs> or not I'll really. I'll take care of that. Okay. <laughs> All Just right. Just address me, address the camera. Okay, okay. Let's do this. All right. Four, three, two, one. Hello, folks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. We are here with another segment of Hidden Magic TV. We're talking to Sherry Restafo. She is with Limelight, right? By Afcon, yes. Okay. Very cool. And we're going to talk to Sherry a little bit and get into... You are from Washington, D.C.? Is that right? I, Area? Yes. I was born in Maryland, and okay. then I lived in Northern Virginia for most of the rest of my life until my husband and I moved here. Okay. How long have you been in Florida? Um, it is going to be eight years, I believe, this this year. Okay. So, yeah, it's been a, almost a decade. It's kind of crazy. I know. That's crazy. I, I was taking count the other day, and I'm like, this is my 10th summer. Oh, my gosh. And it's, it's <laughs> amazing that I've been here that long. Yeah. I can't believe that. So, yes, when absolutely. you were, when you, now, what made, prompted the move? Was it just... The thing that prompted the move was to be closer to my parents because my parents have been living in Florida for, I mean, ever since I started college, basically. Okay. So they, I went to college and then they abandoned me pretty much. <laughs> so, so they moved here to Florida and then I realized as they are growing older that I needed to be closer to them. So my husband was willing to move and we ended up moving down here well, that's so, cool. and loving it. So That's cool. Yeah. So um, you've been here now going on eight years, yes. right? Like Tampa Bay, I'm assuming. Yes, yeah. yeah, I do like the area a lot. Yeah. Tampa, Tampa's kind of cool. So what were you doing when you first moved here? Because you've been in Limelight now going three years. Um, almost three years, it'll be three years in September. So when I first moved down, I, I was not working. I was freelancing in makeup artistry. So having to pick up that business from building it in the DC area and then moving it to a different area was so different. It was having to do research on photographers in the area that I even wanted to work with. I really wanted to, um, I was doing a lot of bridal work up in Northern Virginia and then I really wanted to get more into editorial stuff and more fashion, um, you know, just to kind of tap into a little bit more of that creative makeup artistry side of me. So um, it was a lot of networking with photographers and trying to figure out what I wanted in my portfolio, which was a lot of beautiful images and so <laughs> that's what I started to do and then I also started to do um, some uh, weddings just to kind of make that quick money so okay. was it hard to to get started to get that to transition over into that industry oh, into uh, editorial work yeah. and that kind of stuff actually not really because the stuff that I feel like makeup artists make 
um, what's in demand is more of that perfect clean makeup which I actually was very good at naturally because you you kind of have to have that eye when you're doing bridal work it has to be pretty and perfect and so going into editorial work and doing clean beauty was is actually a very seamless sort of um, now from transition. A, from a business standpoint you had one industry you were doing one thing what prompted you to want to switch was it just an internal thing that told you what what was well, it that was the the reason that said you know what this is an area I want to expand into uh, I want to go into how did you do that kind of happened uh, very organically but honestly while I was doing weddings um, sometimes I would be doing um, makeup for eight individuals and that is very that's very taxing on the body yes and I'm I'm getting older and I think I realized at that point when I was having to actually um, pop ibuprofen and I wasn't able to even like really walk out like a normal person outside of like going you know <laughs> outside of this job that's when I started to think and worry that I needed to start thinking outside of just doing makeup for weddings and you know for the for editorial work because the editorial work was nice just wasn't it wasn't paying it wasn't steady and it wasn't paying right. what I needed it to pay. So that's when I started to, <laughs> that's when I started to look into other options. Gotcha. And Limelight happened to fall into my lap Good. pretty much, yes. So talk about that. Talk about, uh, well, let, let, before we get into that, sure. what is, if there's somebody out there and the, say they're in one particular industry yes. and there's other veins of many industries, yes. whether it be insurance and they're just selling one type, but they want to expand, what kind of encouragement would you give them if they are wanting to expand but maybe they're scared to 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 expand into a new realm or into sure. a new industry how would you tell them to do that oh um i think that there are three very major uh things going into that mindset and i think that faith is is very much a part of that and just kind of seeing a bigger vision and hoping for a bigger vision for yourself so when when this kind of came into my lap um i had no direct sales experience really i didn't know anything about this industry network marketing i mean it is a, a humongous industry now it's so it's just growing and growing every day so for me faith was a huge part of that just just believing that this was going to be something bigger someday um, and also in myself and taking that leap you know because that sometimes and that's the hardest part of, of business sometimes is actually just taking a chance on an opportunity that you have no idea where it's gonna go um, I think perseverance is another part of this because there are so many ups and downs, yeah. I mean, in business in right. general, not just network marketing and direct sales, but it is such a roller coaster ride. And so many people are tempted to just hop off at the first chance they get as soon as the roller coaster stops. They just want to get off. But honestly, the highs are, are so high that it basically balances out all of the dips that you go through, you know? <laughs> right. um, and that's another part of it is just continuing on the roller coaster ride. And then the other one is to be consistent and show up every single day. I mean, there are hard moments, but when you're in business for yourself and you're in business in general, you can't just take days off because you don't feel like it. You have to just be consistent with showing up. Yeah. And that's difficult for a lot of people. Yes. That's a, a, yeah. A it takes a lot of discipline. Um, 
you know, some people, they, they are attracted to the idea of business ownership. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to some of the things that they really need to do, they just... Yes. It's like, Drop the ball. I'm, I'm not going to do that every day. Yes. Or, and, they, and I mean, I get it. I understand. There's a lot of people they would rather, you know, I call, you know, they'd rather get a first and 15th. Yeah. And I totally understand that. Um, being business owners, it's a, it's, a, it's a different type of breed. But I think there's a lot of people, they have it, but they're scared to act on it. Yeah. So when you Absolutely. transition into Limelight, how can you go about how that happened? Because you were doing makeup. And then you were in the bridal part, then you went in the editorial part. How did you transition into that? So um, the opportunity fell into my lap because um, another one of my colleagues um, in the industry, very well-respected makeup artist, and she was the, the head of... Uh, makeup and hair at CNN in DC. She started posting about these products that I already was familiar with. I already had in my kit. These are pro brands that I personally used on my clients. For me, it was a no brainer because I just thought it was a way for me to be able to introduce and be able to retail these products to my current customers and future customers, and then possibly um, open doors for me to be able to get back into a part of the industry that I had gotten away from, and that was makeup instruction and lessons. Mm. So I love instructing and teaching people about products and, and techniques. And for me, I'm like, this is perfect. I can actually, you know, teach people how to do their makeup, what products to use, and then they can just purchase it right from me and I can make some extra money. I mean, that was my mindset back when I first started. And um, what it has evolved into, I never thought that I would have a team. I never thought that I would actually better myself as a person, as a business person, as just a person in general. I never thought it would ever delve deeper into me just becoming a better me and then in turn business was flourishing right so it was it was a very it wasn't a fast process because like i said i've been with a company for almost three years and it it was i didn't see a lot of money at the very beginning i mean i'll be completely honest with you it's a lot of um going uphill pushing up the hill with very little reward but then once you actually make it up the hill and you got you've got the momentum going downward you know so that's another aspect of this i think is just the struggle to i'm sure that on some level taught you something about leadership pushing uphill you know, it kind of we, as they say, weeds out the weed. Yes, quickly, absolutely. It and does. it's like it's, it's <laughs> almost like a proving thing. It's a testing yes. thing to see. You know, people that try to get in something for mm-hmm. quick dollars, and it's like yes. And I know, think that's the misconception. Is- and there really, I've learned that there really is no quick money. No, not if it's going to really be sustainable and it's really going to be long term. I mean, there's absolutely. really no, no quick. You know, we can do this. I mean, you, you see these late night infomercials and it's like, hey, come to our seminar and we're going to teach you how to flip houses. Yes. You can start with $500. And I'm sure there's some truth to that. But over the long course, it's going to be something that you're going to have to work at. So. You're going to have to work at. You continuously have to work at. There's uh, the industry. I think you have to keep up. You know, even even the other day, just trying to... Uh, for me, I'm, I'm a very old-fashioned person when it comes to... Um, you know, talking with my customers and keeping in touch with them. Like I handwrite notes and stuff like that. And um, I know a lot of people are so much more on the digital side of things. But I think there's something to be said about a mix between both, right? right? Because right now, a handwritten note is almost 
obscure, yeah. <laughs> but it will cause you to stand out amongst the sea of emails and text messages and that kind of non-personal communication that is now developing. Yeah. However, um, I, instead of keeping an address book, am starting to actually go into a customer relationship management system, which is completely online and available to me um, on my phone. So that is a the mix between the two, you know. But yeah. you're you're constantly having to evolve, you yes. know, and grow and keep up with um, not only technology but also be able to keep a little bit of what's authentic to yourself, yeah. you know. And I think if you're marketing to, you know, you have the younger audience that. They're on the digital tech side of it, yes. and and they get it, and everything's digital, and it's like, hey, just email me something or whatever. But then you have, you know, if I can say this without getting without getting slaughtered here, you have that slightly older demographic sure. that's from the older school sure. of they remember a typewriter, yeah, they remember letters, yes. they remember. I remember all this. <laughs> you know, so we'll, we'll call yeah. that we'll call that crowd like forty five plus. Yes. That it's not even 45, but I remember I'm 40, so okay. I do remember well, you didn't have typewriter to put, you didn't and have to stuff put like on blast that. Like that but yeah. <laughs> and so I don't mind because they don't look like I'm 40. You know what I mean? Right. Like yes. I don't mind that kind of thing. So okay, yeah, so it, 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 you have to. I think you have to balance that because you can you can get into uh, being able to to communicate to that older audience yes. and you know now everybody is completely digital and it's like email me this yes. or send it this way when they do get something i mean i've i've incorporated a little bit more direct mail than i have this past year over the last because i think okay. some of it has gotten lost and yes. it is a good way to kind of stand out yeah i mean i'm not doing thousands of pieces like i used to right but still you know an occasional here hey, here's a note here's a thank you card yeah. here's a something because you know you don't you're, you're not seeing it as much anymore. exactly yeah so when you um getting into managing people mm-hmm. right so the i guess the proper term is downline right yeah i mean and yeah and direct teammates. sales and stuff i yeah they're technically a downline but i always love to call them teammates um my peers i'm not a manager you know i don't i definitely don't like to say that i'm a manager of anybody because to be honest with you, when you get into a business like this, you are your own boss, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, you are your own boss. I'm not the boss of anybody else. The only thing that I can possibly do for my team is to is to lead them, is to coach them, you know, on a consistent basis. And I can only really coach them on the things that I'm learning myself. So that's why the self-development, yes. the business development side of things, I try to absorb as much as I possibly can because then I can take that to my team members. Right. I remember I had uh, my, some of my backstory, uh, business education that I had had. Mm-hmm. I was in a network marketing multi-level marketing organization we won't say its name okay (laughs) i mean i don't have anything bad to say about it at all but what i've learned what i learned in that process about sales Mm -hmm. and taking a no and talking to people and presenting a product i mean it was just the business education was so much and i'm sure limelight they probably have their own internal business teaching system yeah in addition to you just take initiative yourself and just yes. do it yourself correct? absolutely we so do. talk about training. talk about that so there might be people that might want to get started uh whether it be with limelight right. or any kind of business development yes. and you know you all have a system that actually helps them if they don't know anything assuming that they don't know anything yes and walk them through baby steps right? absolutely yes i mean the i think the misconception especially about my my business in particular limelight 
is that people think that they have to be professional makeup artists to be able to do this, or they have to be some sort of professional something, either a skincare specialist or whatever. But that is not the case because um, we have so many train. Like when I first started, we did not have any of this training. By the way, okay. <laughs> this is like the blind leading the blind, literally just through the whole industry of direct sales and network marketing, we did not know what we were doing because a lot of us were pro makeup artists and we're just trying to retail. We're just trying to retail the product. So um, I think that people, I think the number one objection to the to businesses like this is I'm not a salesperson, yes. right? Oh, yeah. um, but, but the thing of it is, uh, and I don't know if it's like the change of times or maybe it's always been this way and I just never noticed it, but I do think that right now, I think the most important aspect of a business like this and in any business, regardless of brick and mortar or direct sales online stuff, is that you just have to have uh, a mentality of wanting to be helpful to somebody, right? right? I mean, you're here to help people, to um, give them solutions to problems that they're having through your products, through your service. And I think people forget about that so quickly. You know, they just forget about it and they just focus on, but I don't know how to sell this product. I don't know how to do you love the product do yeah. you love your service are you confident in it then you should be able to sell it seamlessly i've never been a salesperson i've never regarded myself as a salesperson my career in makeup started as a retail makeup counter person i didn't have any experience in that but what i did have a desire to do was to help people that approached me at my counter yeah. if they came up to me and they said i am having problems finding the perfect lip color done i want to help you let me help you find your perfect lip color and i think that is the number one thing that that you have to be able to um want to do in this business is just to help people and then i think the success follows naturally so talk about personal growth the person that you were when you started versus how do you see yourself now? Oh, so different. I mean, I'm sure your mindset's different and everything is different. Executing's different. Problem solving. Problem solving's different. different. (laughs) That's everything. I will tell you when I first started this business, I was a little lost. I mean, I will be completely transparent in telling you that I was lost. I have a bit of an identity crisis, I think, because I had just moved from a different area to a place I knew nobody. Um, While a lot of people look at that as an opportunity to invent themselves, I kind of fell back into a little bit of more of a hole of like, I don't know where my life is going. What direction is this? Where am I doing with my makeup? Like, is this going to be successful? Like I had a lot of um, uncertainty uncertainty, and I did not have a whole lot of faith. I really didn't. Um, at that time, I was... Um, I really needed something to kind of give me some sort of purpose and reignite, I think, the things that were already inside me just kind of buried a little bit. So three years ago, completely different. I was lost. I was probably not thinking about anybody at that time except for myself because I really was depressed Um, and what this has done it's given me a support system it's giving me a purpose it's given me a bigger vision of what I want for my life Um, I think um, one of the really cool things about being in business surrounded by many women um, is that you kind of see how different women do business than men not to do not to say that you do (laughs) business poorly 
women invest differently um, when they are successful and when they're making money, uh, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that there aren't men out there that don't give back to the community uh-huh. because there are many men that do. But I think women, first and foremost, think about how they can give back to the surrounding, you know, how they can give back to other women to empower them to create a life that they can also give back to their communities. Gentlemen, you hear that she's saying that, that she's saying <laughs> men business owners need to step up. Yeah, what she's saying. I, I essentially am saying okay. that. But okay. I, there are plenty of very generous business uh, men out there. But I'm just saying, I think it's a proven type of fact that women do invest differently when they are successful. And yeah. they, I think that they're, what's in their hearts are a little bit different than, than men. So... <laughs> I think that because of that and being like so inspired by people that you're surrounding yourself with, it lifts you higher. It just, you want bigger things for yourself and for others. It just is natural. That's just a natural kind of progression that happens when you literally